All right. So, uh, asphalt specialist. Former FBI informant. Fan of popular Mars products. Michael Printup. If you could describe this uh, dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Awesome. That's it? After all that. You said one word. You've got such a great vocabulary. I, 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 I never... Jeepers Crimey. I guess I got to back up. No. Jeepers Crimey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to another edition of Dinner with Racers. Yay! I'm Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And we are wrapping up a 25,000-mile journey across the United States of America. That is right, 25,000 miles. Having lunch, having dinner, meeting up with your racing heroes across the nation. You know, we had a lot of fun on this season of Dinner with Racers, but we also had a lot of time to sit in the car and think. Mm-hmm. About GERD. GERD. But you know who didn't give us GERD? Hmm. Michael Printup. That's right, Michael Printup. Now, Michael Printup may not necessarily be a household name to racing fans, but he is one of them big-time track guys. Uh, Michael Printup is the president of Watkins Glen. Mr. Prez. But he's also just sort of been a longtime track figurehead in a number of capacities, a number of different places. Uh, predominantly, he has been with ISC, which has been a major track ownership group over the decades. They are now a NASCAR property. Uh, but most notably, Michael was involved with uh, Michigan International Speedway, as well as the Staten Island Project, which may not necessarily be the most known thing, but you're certainly going to hear about it in this episode, assuming it passes the clearance process process and we've had track people before and Michael fits that brand of just sort of a mayor about town who's also an extremely colorful character. Yeah you never see Michael print up without a big smile on his face. He's one of our favorite track presidents that we get to interact with every year on the schedules because he's just so happy to have racers there. He's always there with a handshake a smile and if you need something he's going to get it for you. He's just that kind of guy and we love going up to race at Watkins Glen because of people like him. Now Michael print up also helped us out on our live show that we did there a couple of years ago. And that was a lot of fun too. So we're big fans and we were excited to get to sit down with them at the Blue Point Grill at the Harbor Hotel. The Harbor Hotel, one of my absolute favorite stops in the entire racing scene. Absolutely. I always, if I can afford it and can can get a reservation in time, I always go to the Harbor Hotel. Right. And that Blue Point Grill is a big part of it. Everyone eats there. It's a fun spot. And what did you have, Ryan? I had the steak, I think. I I have a hard time remembering because Michael's got a heavy pour mm-hmm. with the red wine. Yep. And uh, I wasn't going to stop him. Yep. I, of course, had the chicken sandwich. It looked like a steak to you. It did look but a lot it was like No, it was a chicken sandwich. <laughs> it was absolutely a chicken Still sandwich. Doing... You shut your mouth. Okay. Okay. That's what we're doing. Now. You know what helped it, though? What's that? Great conversation. Uh-huh. You know what we talked about? We talked about a lot of things. But uh, I'd say my favorite thing, if it makes the edit, would be dealing with the mob. If it makes the edit. Also, track jail. And scalping fake tickets which we kind of played a role in. Sort of? Yeah. Hey, we got to Watkins Glen. We did. In a car. This car. Which one? This Acura MDX. Ah, and why was it such an easy ride? Because we topped it off with the Valvoline. Valvoline, huh? The original motor oil. Kept topping it off. Yeah, every chance we could. Never stopped putting Valvoline in know, And it didn't need any more. I just wanted to keep putting it in here because I like it so much. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And low carb. That's right, and high in zinc. It absolutely is. Make sure you use the blue one. That's correct. Uh, Hey. 
tires. Hey, we hey, got tires. We got tires all day. Right. We got tires on tires. Absolutely. And what those kind? are continental tires. No kidding. Yes. Okay, do it again. Continental tires. Boom, smooth. We sold them. We just sold tires right there. Aha, marketing. Ha! Yeah. Cross contact, LX, upstate New York. Hey, Helio. Thanks for driving us, man. Shank doesn't pay me enough for this. And I'd say on that note, Michael Printo. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Hey, man. Good to see oh, you. Hi, man. I see you again. Yeah, doing all right? <laughs> awesome. All right. We waste no time. Clock Sorry, here. I'm. Yeah. Oh, are you late? We didn't even notice. Oh, are you? Oh, pff, no, you're like not. a minute early. Yeah, what are you doing? He's like, what? If, I'm, if I'm not 10 minutes early, I'm late. I was only 37 miles away from here 30 minutes ago. Where, where were you? Elmira. <laughs> so us is, that, why is there a guilty smile with it? Yeah, because I drove a little fast. Oh. If, if you'd gotten pulled over, would you be like, I run this town? Well, my license plate says Watkins Glen, so I don't run the town. Okay. But they'll let me go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever say I'm like the mayor around here and then the mayor is nearby? No, I'm very humble when I get pulled over. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. You, you yeah. understand. Yeah. 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 I, I, it, it's not a right, but I sure treat it like one. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing in Elmira? Um, I was down. I'm the chairman of the board for the Chemung County Chamber. Okay. And we're transitioning our executive director out. Mm-hmm. So, kind of race down there, race back. Do you ever use the phrase, uh, "I have to put on my chairman of the board hat"? I do. Oh no! God damn it! You really? Are you a hat guy? Like no. I got my director's hat and today oh, no. I'm my president's hat. No. Not the role, but you physically say the word hat. Yeah. Oh. Like I got this hat on. You can use that? Okay. Yeah. I've got to turn. Like we, so in L.A., this is a very common. Is that common, bad? Oh, big, I big the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. L.A., that's a common thing. I call those people hat racks. Oh. Got to put on uh, my uh, My director's hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> my writer's hat. Yeah. So, like, now you got your podcast hat on. So, I've got on. my oh. podcast hat on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. i got my Eversley hat on now. Oh. oh. I'm back in. Okay, now. Yeah. And I'm even more <laughs> out He knows than what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I'm more out than ever. Yeah. It all works. All right. So. That's awesome. So, you're on the chamber. So, we. We've met a few track presidents over the years, uh, uh, but like Doug Bowles, for example, we were with Doug Bowles three years ago, four years ago, 2017. Um, and when he walked around, he was like the mayor. Um, and I'm looking at you right now, the way you enter, it feels very much the same way. Like I saw you do three different highs and you're on the Chamber of Commerce and within NASCAR, you're involved in more, more properties than just the WGI stuff. So it seems like you're still in the same kind of half track resident half politician boat and it seems like that's part of the job it is yeah it is um i've been i'm one of the few people in the in our system that i'm a registered lobbyist so i've been you're like the real deal i've been you're an actual politician yeah i've been well not Uh, really you're okay so that was that was being a politician i'm not really i'm just no because that's that's like (laughs) that's like above a lobbyist Mm -hmm. and then Uh no okay um (laughs) no i've been a registered lobbyist since like oh four new york twice michigan a little while okay and i'm back here so now I'm starting to understand a few things already. Yeah, right. So, yeah, um, yeah so because yeah. so as a registered lobbyist means you actually know the rules and regulations of like what you can and can't do when you're meeting with people. Yes, I understand every single <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, I'd vote for you. Yeah, I'm, al- I'm already, <laughs> well, in, already yeah, about to say. Yeah. So, I, have you ever seen any of our marketing things? Yes. Uh, if you ever run for an office later in life, can we can we be in charge? Yeah, of course. Campaign manager. You campaign manager. Yeah. Co campaign manager. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. So yeah. I ran for office two three years ago, and I got my my butt beat. You needed us. Oh, yeah. For here? I ran for county legislator in the town I live in. Which uh, is? What's which town? is Elmira, down oh, by yeah, the yeah. airport. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I live right next to the airport. And um, 
I lost. How old is the president of Watkins Glen, which is like a pretty yeah. big source of yeah. just things in the area? Did you force uh, all your employees to vote for you? Yeah, no. Because <laughs> maybe Cause that's what we should be doing. We'll, are we we'll talking do. or are yeah. we talking? Yeah. No, it was. Um, I ran against somebody that had been there for twelve years. Okay. And um, and and uh, it was a primary with nobody else running. Okay. So that we, you had to go to vote for one of us. There was right. no Senate. There was no federal legislature. There was yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. No primary. So it was just right. a pure local. It was just us. He, and you clearly didn't run an effective smear campaign. I did. Which is where we could come in. Yeah, that's probably. How our do you want suit. this job? Yeah. I never thought of that. Do you uh, want this job? Yeah, I think All it's right. a good job. Okay, well, I guess Looks uh, like when, when's the re-election? Sneak it. Um, I'm not going to run again. My wife got pretty uptight about that. We can oh. deal with her, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said don't bring kids or family, but maybe I should have brought yeah. <laughs> Supervision? Yeah, 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 exactly. What did you sign? Yeah. I, I told I told her what I was doing tonight, and I'm like, I said, but I'm hanging with Eversley. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's okay. Oh, God. Oh, wow. So, like, look at us. I didn't we know have, you were a hall pass. Yeah, I was going to say. Use this more. All right, let's get into it. Okay. I know. Sure. Yeah. So, is okay. that tattoo? thing down the street open it is okay ever doing this yeah. <laughs> i want i want to jump right into so 2018 we did a live show uh yeah. at oh, the watkins yeah. Glen. you were on it yeah and you told us a story after the fact so we interviewed you about like what's the best way to get in trouble or something like that oh yeah and you do you remember what you told us um there was somebody in the crowd which we didn't know about that i think copied passes like it was like one of your staff. I don't remember, but you knew of some forged tickets that were being sold. Yeah, there was forged tickets, and being we were sold. like, "What's the best way to get in trouble?" And you were like, "That's selling forged tickets," which we thought was very specific, yeah, but like, we didn't oh, think anything of it. Okay, yeah. And apparently, you were pointing that at somebody in the crowd. And we yeah, there was. It, it yeah. wasn't an employee. It was okay. a. It was a team member. Oh, and, wow. And we busted him hard, and he was in that crowd. Oh, wow. So I, when you asked that question, it, like, it couldn't have – I'm sure he thought it was a setup. Yeah. I mean, we're well, going to pretend mean, it, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew about it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, so we don't – Take that. Yeah. We don't tolerate that. Forgery is not nice. Selling forged tickets to a track that makes its money off of sales? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I don't get it. We, we yeah. don't like that. We catch people every – caught some this weekend. Oh. Not, not scalpers, but forged tickets. Forge, forged team passes. Uh, it's usually the okay. teams that do it. Okay. Now are we talking team passes or are we talking parking passes? A little bit of both. Okay, might have gotten in trouble for one. Yeah, of those I say parking passes has come up before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for, but fake tickets all the time. Really? All wow, the time. To get into the just like for friends and family kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, people think they can just copy them and yeah. You know, but and I, I gonna, you scan them. They and scan we all know them. they get scanned. And you they got barcodes. Yeah. The, the, I just I'm just remembering this now. The very first racetrack I ever got in trouble at was Watkins Glen in 2001. Was it really? So I was a mechanic with Archangel Motorsports. Mike Johnson runs that team. He, yeah. he runs the Magnus program now in IMSA. Uh, I, I was I, my first year as a mechanic, right? So this is like my fourth race ever, and I'm 17 and really green. And I left my credential on the dresser in my hotel room. And so as we pull up in the big team van, I realize I don't have my hard card. And I was like, oh no. And one of the other guys is like, just use this room key. And so I'm in the back of the van and I use the room key, and the lady loses it on me. She's like, you in the back, out of the van. And I like almost start crying. Are you kidding yeah. me? You got so, busted. So I get yeah. out, and they're like, what are you? Th-? And I'm like, uh, I think I left it in my toolbox. And so she's like, bring it back down here. And then when I brought it back down, which I didn't have it, I drove all the way back to the hotel and got it and came back. And when I got to the main gate, they made me go to the registration thing that's up past the yeah. main gate. And I had to go in her office. And the guy that worked there before you, the pre- previous Michael Printup, clearly had done, done with 
dealt with this before. So we go in his office and I sit down and I'm like shaking. And the lady, I think her name was Mary. Is there a Mary that used to work up there? Uh, there was. Okay. I think she was the one. And to be fair, I was, I was wrong. wrong but However, the reaction was really severe. And so I go and I sit down in this, in this office and uh, the door closes after she gets done yelling at me. And he's like, let's just sit here for a few minutes. And then when you leave, just look really sad. And uh, I would like to go on with my day. Yes, exactly. And I was like, thank you. I'm really sorry. He's like, no, I can tell it wasn't on purpose. So that's awesome. Maybe it's a Watkins Glen thing. It could be. Because that was my very first time ever getting in trouble. My worst one is um, um, somebody that uh, works for M&M's. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. No. This was a th- we were just talking we were about like this. on the drive here. Like literally 20 minutes ago, we yeah, were, we were he, talking about literally, M&M's employees. He called me and says, "Get down here." Well, he didn't have credentials. Well, he tells you to he get down here. He calls you. Yeah, yeah. That's There's how I no talk one to on people. on the team. He doesn't have a PR rep or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, he was he was cool. By the time I got there, it was calm. But it was like, no, he right, he texted me. You have other things to do. I know. I went down like a like a guppy. Yeah, you enabled it. Now, you know what? It's, we, we run into it. And, and I think I'm going to go back to exactly what Ryan said earlier. Hey, look, at mistakes happen. You leave it here, leave yeah, it right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come in. And, and then, but our team is pretty diligent about it. Yeah. And, and we, catch, we just catch a lot of people, mostly fans, that just, you know. I was going to say, is there a fan instance that stands out where somebody, like, hundreds of tickets being fake or anything Not like that? Not anymore because okay. of the barcodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, probably in the old days when we didn't know better. Sure, sure. Um, but I know, you know, people used to hand tickets right through the fence. Oh, right. Because so they didn't barcode them. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah, just, would you know they just go in circles. Yeah, 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 yeah. right, right. And, and I got a call. So my son's, one of his ex-girlfriends found a way to get to, to the party at yeah. the racetrack every weekend. Okay. And that's all they do. They'd buy two tickets amongst 50 people. <laughs> and they would just cycle them because we weren't barcoding And this them. is your son's girlfriend. This is my son's girlfriend. So, like, knows better. So she tells her dad. Her dad tells me, uh-huh. hey, I'm just letting you know what the kids are doing. And I'm like, yeah. son of a gun. We noticed this area of the track was like a big party zone Yeah, yeah. for underage kids. And yeah. it was like, we're busting these kids left and right. Yeah. They were just cycling tickets. Yeah. And it's and it's your son's friends. Yeah. Right. How did you're like? How did we sell a hundred tickets and there's three thousand people? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my son, my son, and my wife tells me my son did not leave the house, so at least yeah. he wasn't included. Right. Right. As far as you know. That I know. But yeah, you yeah. go down there and it's not like, oh, it's a guy from the track. It's like, oh man, what's, yeah. your, what's your son's name? Brendan. Brendan's dad's here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, is mom the protective one? Would she be? Uh, Keeping oh, yeah. you from from getting a little mad. Yeah, the first. Oh yeah. You strike the me first as when point, dad gets mad, you might be you might be tough. Um, I used to be. Okay. You know, I guess age uh, calms you down a little bit. Sure. So my younger son's getting the the, the nice he's guy. He's getting the good mm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's living, the living older life. one is like, get me out of the house. Right. Well, and he's now in the air force, right? Yeah. He's in the army. army excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Hey, he's first lieutenant in the army with oh, his own cool. platoon in Fort, awesome. Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, just while we're, this is something we normally ask later, but while we're on the subject of people counterfeiting, we ask this of every track, um, is, th- is there a secret Watkins Glen jail that people go to for, for half a day while they're, while they're waiting for bigger problems? Or, there, or, used, or sw- there, there used to be. Okay. There, mm-hmm. it, um, where you went to go get put in shame. <laughs> yeah. I'll call it yeah. the, whatever, the hall of shame. Yeah. What's um, the hall of shame? Well, the, the registration office. Oh, the thing up, meet up the top. president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> bottom, there, there oh, is. Oh, there really is like a thing. There used to. Yeah, there, it still exists. There's still hooks in the floor. Oh, so they can. We haven't used it in 20 years. Oh, wait, are you f-ing with me? Or are there really hooks in the hooks in the floor? Yeah, there's hooks in the floor. So when you sit on the bench, you, you're you're connected. Oh wow, not hooks. It's like a big yeah, yeah, ring. yeah. It's like yeah. a big ring. 
And, That's um, awesome. But there's only like six. So like, if you if you were the seventh person, you got lucky. Okay, you could just run. You went home. <laughs> you could just go. Yeah, you're free. So yeah, they but, just take you out back yeah. and beat the crap. Try out not back. to murder again. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened? What happened with us was um, we got smart way before me because it wasn't me. We we bring the prosecuting attorney to every race weekend. <laughs> no. Sh- yeah, because that way they can release people, and it's actually doing you a favor. So you live in Ohio, you get in trouble. Yeah. We don't make you come back to go to court. Right. We prosecute you right there. All right, it's a hundred dollar fine. Because it's better than coming back. Yeah, a I want to think later. you're with me, and you're not. I'm not. Yeah. 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 Dead serious. Really? Dead serious. Okay, that's way more hardcore than anyone we've talked yeah. to. <laughs> like, I am no, so we'll, on board with we'll how process you, you right now. Yeah, like it's just over. <laughs> it's got your fine. Yeah. Obviously, if it's a bigger infraction, then it's you yeah, deal they're with going that to jail. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But I can't even tell you the last person we threw in jail. So right, most people just get evicted, or if they if it, we had an assault, you know, years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Because I assume the biggest things would be either underage drinking, assault, or or just disorderly conduct, which I assume is your number one. Well, here's the good thing about Watkins Glen: nobody here underage drinks. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Copy, copy. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, that bet, that. I mean, that's how you keep your license, obviously. I bet you all the NASCAR so tricks. Nobody under no age one underage drinks. Yes, yeah, there is not a single NASCAR property for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now SMI, I don't know. Yeah, those guys are like they run wild. Uh, yeah, well, but I don't know. I'll stick up for them too. I think they're pretty good at it too. Goddamn politicians. <laughs> yeah, company man here. Yeah, company yeah, man here. Yeah. Fair point. All what is it? The high tide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this area, you know, upstate New York, New York in general, but it, it, it's got some really tough characters. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think you see that not only like the wait staff at some of the restaurants around here, like it's it's short. You know, yeah. we're from, well, I'm from the south and, and Sean's obviously in California, but where I'm from, it's a little bit more like, hey, how you doing? What would you like this morning? Whereas like, I think the lady that picked us up in the cab the other day was literally like, where are you going? Yeah. Not, not pleasant. <laughs> like, how, how's your, and I'm like, good morning. How are you? She's like, right. yeah, where are you going? Yeah. Like, okay. So I can imagine the, uh, some of the track staff, yeah. they're yeah. a little short. On that kind of thing. Yeah, like, my, my people are like, we're putting that in a blog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended, don't know what sir? you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing worse than getting in a cab. Somebody says, what do you want? Yeah. Like, right? uh, no. Yeah. It is the area. That's what we had. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, t- it's, you know, it's tough everywhere across country um, with hiring people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's it's become a guest service nightmare this year. Right. Yeah. With people not wanting to with, work. Oh, so, so you guys are, so... All right, well, we'll jump right into the yeah. COVID stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we did a whole cross-country road trip last year. It's a great show on Amazon if you want to check it out. We did uh, not feature your We track. did not feature Watkins Glen, <laughs> but we went to a bunch of tracks last year for our Amazon series. Um, in June of 2020, most of the tracks were still not operating or in some sort of very limited capacity. Kind of seeing what a road course was dealing with versus an oval versus a short track and dirt and whatever. Watkins Glen, obviously, in the state of New York, uh, was, was going through a tough time. You lost all of your major uh, ticket events. I don't know about track rentals and private deals, but... How how are you guys doing from last year? You know, fortunately, it's and this is not a PC answer. Fortunately, yeah. we're owned by a big company. Yeah, sure. If, if this was would have been a single ownership racetrack, yeah. you probably might be out of business. Yeah, you know that that's a lot of revenue to lose in one year, and we still and, did. And that's specific to the New York stuff that you guys were going through. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. you know, losing all those events. I mean, we lost nine events last year, Jeez. and of course NASCAR is being the nine, the like king. Public sales events, kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still did track rental. Okay. Um, but that didn't start till the third week of July. So, you know, we lo- we're booked solid from right. April, middle April to November 1st. Solid. Yeah. Every day's rented, and if it's not rented, it's an event weekend. Right. So, 
it was it was tough. And like I said, thank goodness for a big company. They stood behind us, Steve Phelps, the France family. They stood behind all the tracks that had difficulty last year. You know, us, Chicago, California. Um, and and I, so we got lucky, yeah. you know. Yeah, I lost some staff. You know, we yeah. had to compromise and I had to shrink some staffing. But, um, you know, overall, you know, we're back at it. Uh, the team's up and hungry. And, you know, this past weekend was a year and nine months since we raced. So wow. it, it yeah. felt really good since we, uh, we could race again. And I wasn't there, but based on what I saw and what Ryan's telling me, it sounds like the crowd definitely bounced back. We were just a little over 300 tickets less than 2019. Wow. Here's the best part. Instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing, we spent twenty grand because just yeah. a week and a half ago, we didn't know we could even have a race. Right, yeah. right, right. So, Fan-wise. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. So we were ready to – we were prepared to tell fans they – Half of them couldn't come. Yeah, right. And right. then the governor opened up the gate, and we just kept yeah. right on selling. Now, is New York full capacity, or are you guys such a big property that even if it had limited, you're still okay? We're full. Okay. But, I mean, we're, okay. we're not we're not at capacity. But, we're, like you said, we were only a few hundred off of right. this weekend, and our camping was up 110 units yeah. this past I weekend. Say, I saw more people camping than I've ever seen before. Yeah. It's huge. Sports race. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so I assume that's sort of a temporary swell of people like, I can get out. Yeah. You yeah. know. It was. Yeah. 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 Pent-up demand. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely was there. So, you know, it felt great all weekend and you know I, I, I use this over a couple too many times because some of my friends are picking on me <laughs> I, I, I literally got goosebumps when we're like we we're, we're announced when we were ready to go yeah you know it was like thank goodness we're yeah. able to rock and roll you know and yeah it's great i mean ryan's been a friend for a long time it's great to have all the drivers up there and just and i could, i was really ticked that i wasn't there friday night because i had a function down here with some senior yeah. management yeah. so i'm like i miss victory lane i'm like son of a God, yep, I was pretty disappointed that nobody uh, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was good. This is not a biography podcast, so to speak, but you know, especially since you know you're a your track president, you're not necessarily in the headlines every week with racing series. Uh, let, let's talk about young Michael Printup. Uh oh. Uh, so you're a local New Yorker. Yes. Uh, was was racing always the thing? No. So what what was the dream? When I moved out to California, I was uh, twenty. 425. Right. I've only worked for two companies. I worked for a sports management company. Right. We managed facilities. And that was right out of college. Yep. And where did you go to college? And my first, Fredonia State, right here in oh. uh, New York State. I've told, been going to pretend I've heard of it. So, uh, and my first job was with the Boston Bruins. Oh. Okay. Uh, managing, I was managing the private club. Okay. And um, anyways. Are you a guy? Yeah, I am. Oh, you are a hockey But guy. I was a Sabres guy, so then I had to go, uh, to, the, yeah, yeah. Had to, go to the Nemesis, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there was nothing better. I, yeah. I, as soon as I got into sports, I was like, I'm in sports. This is your thing. So then sure. working through this company, they long story. It's we like went a sports out, marketing group. Yeah. We okay. went out to, um, I was in the Olympics in 96. Oh. And cool. um, the owner walked up and says, hey, we're going to sign a deal with Roger Penske to manage that track. And he goes, do you want to think about this? I heard you liked racing. And I'm like. I'm like, I just like sports car and open wheel. That's all I like. <laughs> right. You're like, NASCAR. I did. <laughs> I said exactly that. I went like, I really yeah. shrugged my nose. Yeah. I'm like, is that NASCAR? Right, right. Wow. No, no, no. It's car and it's right. Roger Penske. But it's also Roger Penske. Well, yeah, yeah. It's with Roger Penske. Yeah, so right. who doesn't want to work with Roger Penske? Yeah. So I, I said, yeah, but you got to fly me out there first. got to check this thing out. Now, again, we just built, we're just building Fontana. So anyway, so I started there. And it was just, um, I went to a couple Long Beach Grand Prix when I lived out there, and I was, like, instantly hooked. Yeah. And then when I went and worked for Roger, and then our company bought Roger out, you yeah, know, back yeah, yeah. then in 99. Yeah. And um, then I started my career with them, so. So what were you doing at California Speedway? I was a general manager. You were the GM yeah. when you started. And that was from day one? Yep. Wow. 
Okay. So where'd you live, by the way? I lived in uh, my, let me see, California. I lived there twice. Did so. you live in Fontana? No, I, no. Who lives? <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell the track right there. I mean, there. unless you live there, fan, I mean, cool. unless you're from Fontucky, it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. I was, I'm glad you said Fontucky, because yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I lived in Manheim Hills. Oh, okay. You so, did okay. Yeah, my first time that I lived there, I lived in Seal Beach. Oh, uh, you were wow. taking in the it was, house. It was too much. It was too much. <laughs> the drive. Fun- was- Anaheim Hills was a lot closer, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. a different view. Um, <laughs> much different. Were you were you married? Yes, just got married. Oh, okay, uh, man. Did brought, you, get- you literally brought sand to the beach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, did she come with you? <laughs> she did. Okay. But yeah, no. We we love Southern California. But I got to tell you something. Are you born and raised there? Uh, I was born and raised. I worse. Um, <laughs> worse. I was born and raised in San Francisco. Oh well, no, that's I know, not so bad. Well, you've not visited much of the country, apparently. <laughs> I have. You say California, especially large cities. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very quiet where I come from. Around, okay. around I'm not gonna say here, but around many parts of where we go. <laughs> yeah. So. You can keep the earthquakes. Yeah. Oh, the earthquakes are not a no. That's not something. Have you to be ever had been in an earthquake? Uh, very minimal in Georgia, actually, like at home. But really? it was enough that I was like, I don't like that. What was I mean, it like a 1.2? No, it was like a 3.8. <laughs> You, you keep sleeping in California. Yeah, 3. yeah 8. like yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm just no, no, I had no idea what's happening. I'll take earthquakes <laughs> over like the stuff you guys deal with any time because like a earthquake, like a hurricane, for example, yeah, yeah, which yeah. can sometimes hit Georgia. Yep. Um, like it's on the news for weeks, and now like you know it's coming, and you got to board up or like yeah, you got to right. prep for. Like an earthquake right. just hits, and you didn't know. Sure. And guess what? It's over ten seconds later, or you're dead. But uh, <laughs> like it, it's I'm over. Gl- I'm glad he said. Yeah, that. right. Or, or you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, and right. you just didn't know. So oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. they're nothing. I'll take a snowstorm. Oh no. Know. Oh, oh yeah. that's so much work. You don't live, or you don't. You don't have to worry about dying. People and don't then, die in the snow. Well, <laughs> not up here. They don't. <laughs> Let me tell you about we Texas. Would. We would. Yeah. We're tough. We're tough. Shots fired at Texas. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> In the news, print up says, "Gosh, it sucks." Yeah. It was I, I, well. I went, you know, I went to um, Northridge. Yeah, that was the biggest one yeah, I yeah, went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a big one. Though. And that one kind of yeah. stunk. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, well, that yeah. one closed down a few freeways for yeah, a few months. Yeah, and kind of so collapsed you. a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah. right, right. So, so, so you move out to California to work for Roger Penske as a race car driver. I'm absolutely terrified of that guy. How is it to work with him? Like, like, you obviously know who he is, but were you like, hey, Raj, how you doing? Or were you like, hello, oh, my God, sorry, I didn't mean to say that? No, you know, very uh, intimidated. Yeah. It was Mr. Penske for three years. Right, right. Uh, maybe, how old were you? Maybe five. And then eventually it was still Mr. Penske. It still, yeah, is, it still Mr. is Mr. Penske. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I got to tell you, um, I was in, living in New York City when I was a lobbyist down there for NASCAR. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And I came up here to watch an IndyCar race. Yeah. And I walk in the garage with my son, and I walk up, and I'm like, Hi, Mr. Penske. I go, Michael, print up. Just to make sure he didn't. Yeah. He pulled me aside. He says, don't ever reintroduce introduce yourself. I know who you are. Oh, wow. And I hadn't seen him in three years. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. cool. I'd been in New York City. Yeah. Introducing my son. He you know, took care of us, everything else. But like, he called me two weeks ago out of the blue. Yeah. Like, called me. And yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. looking at my wife going, it's like, yeah. Print up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. What up, Mikey yeah. P? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's none of those. No, none of that. I was like, "Hey, Mr. Right. Penske, how are you?" It's still Mr. Penske. I, right. said, I just right. can't stop. Now was he not- called you and you still said, "This is Michael Printup," yeah, yeah. and he's like, "I told you, you called myself. You called me." <laughs> yeah, he's such a super guy. Yeah. He wasn't like, "Oh, sorry, I thought it was Gossage." Yeah, <laughs> oh, wrong. You know, it wasn't. No, that wasn't how it worked. He like called me like, "Ha!" Oh, oh, no, sorry. No, you still work here. Oh, yeah. is this Humpy? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, no, he's a super guy, yeah. I, and I agree with you. I, I, he, he had us do things in California that I thought no human being could do, in terms of being a boss and like, no, you got to do it this way, and, and you know, very detailed, and um, and, and that's just how you did it. And he's a detailed guy. That's yeah. all it comes down to. Yeah, 
you know, he doesn't let things slip. And I'll give you the example, the biggest example I learned from, I had like 25 U-Haul trucks were setting up California Speedway. They were what trucks? 25 U-Hauls. Really? They weren't Penske trucks? Uh, no. Was this pre-Penske truck? B- y- y- no, it was pr- during PTL time, but they ran out. They were probably cheaper. So I had... <laughs> they were. Uh, okay. <laughs> and um, You don't work there now. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And, and we had them parked in front of our office, and they weren't bumper to bumper lined up. He came in my office. Wait, and goes, these weren't display. These were u- working U-Hauls. These, these were weren't working. display U-Hauls. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, we needed them. You, these, they were doing a function. Mm. So they were all parked because we sent them all out right. to get on a on a plot. Still so being he built. said, Michael, this is what we do. You put a string at one end <laughs> and a string at the other end, and you have somebody drive to that string. I want all these trucks lined up. I'm like Roger, we're moving them in like three, four hours. He said, no, line them up Penske first. Penske perfect. Yeah. That exists. That's, that's I'll never forget that. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I won't pay my vendors. Yeah. Because right. I'll just be moving strings. He yeah. was very detailed. Sure. Yeah. Every day at that construction site as we built California Speedway, every day there was a team like this that went that went through the whole construction site picking up cigarette butts. He didn't want any cigarette butts on the property. Every day. Not once a week. During construction. During with construction. construction guys. There was a team of people. I mean, I'm talking 20, 30 people. It went up, elbow to elbow, all the way down. I, he's just detailed. I mean, I love but it. you learn a lot. Yeah, I mean, I racing. It. You, yeah. look, you I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. You're not detailed in racing. Something goes wrong. Yeah, right? you're not going to do well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like this awesome. two miles going to last forever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Fontana. It's Fontana. It's got to be perfect. There's like, <laughs> L.A. loves motorsports. Yeah. So you know what we're doing with that track, right? Yeah, the half we're mile. Blowing that thing up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's that, hence the two-mile joke. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a little that's slow. A, that's all right. Um, you'll be more of that. It's going to get good. Yeah, um, grease the wheels. It's getting good. Yeah. It's, yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. Good. it's getting good. But, okay, so you learned about Penske Perfect, building a track. Uh, but this was your first real, like, motorsport family, this was your first real professional motorsports gig was a GM of, of yeah. California Speedway. Yeah. And then does, how does this turn into you becoming, like, the – what was at the time an ISC guy? Well, my first job in ISC, I was the vice president of the food service company, American. So I went, I moved to Michigan, and then back then we only had like six tracks, and we we went up to twelve. And I spent three and a half years doing that. Then I transitioned to the lobbyist in New York City when we were trying to build Staten the Island. Staten Island deal, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did. Um, I spent about three and a half years there. So what was the what was the draw though to go ISE versus like I mean GM you're in LA or Southern California uh, like what why leave? Um, well, we got bought, and then and then so you were with them until the ISE yeah. purchase, okay, yeah. in the late nineties. So yeah, we moved to we moved to Michigan I think in ninety nine two thousand right, um, and, and that was start, an ISE call. That was an ISE call, yep. So um, it was great. I mean, I, I I you know it was a great opportunity. We built a whole division, and I, that's what I liked about my business part of that. It was just building an entire division, and pretty soon we had 12 tracks. You know, we took over Michigan, took over Phoenix, built Kansas, built Chicago. You know, so I was involved in all that stuff all the way through. So that's a lot of fun to me. I built a lot of arenas and stadiums with my other company um, in terms of building them. Project managed through um, Texas Rangers, Cleveland Browns, Buffalo, um, the Fleet Center in Boston. Um, So I, I went through a lot of that stuff. So building a racetrack was something new. When we sat down with Chitwood, uh, Joey Chitwood mm-hmm. the third, uh, <laughs> Chitwood, <laughs> Chitwood, he mentioned like when he was building Chicago Speed, uh, Chicago, yeah, Speedway? Chicago Land, Chicago Land Speedway, uh, that so much of his job was like not just being a politician but understanding the local politics and the local like work culture as far as labor unions and whatnot. 
I, you and I don't know each other that well, but you seem like a guy you don't want to f*** with. Um, and uh, yeah, what? Am I wrong? Right? Yeah. Am I wrong? I'm pretty mellow. All right. Um, <laughs> Somebody else does it for him. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's my point. It's like, but right from the get-go, you're telling us about how you're in the Chamber of Commerce. Like, you understand politics. Yeah. And so in a place like Southern California, which is heavily political, or I don't know the politics of Michigan, but I assume that that surrounding area can become a thing, especially with labor unions right. and such. Yeah, Detroit. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I, it sounds like maybe your political understanding of navigation has been the thing that continues to, to work with you. It's it's um, it's one of my priorities. Yeah. Always on a daily basis, yeah. uh, a weekly, yearly. And, and you know, you, when you work the right when you right, work the right system, and Joey was great in Chicago. He he knew it. And Joey was my boss for a long time with this company, and um, but he he understood it. And he, he knew that it's the big picture. It's just not my little microcosm of Chicagoland Speedway. And Chicagoland, if you don't understand the politics, which, again, all the track presidents do, some are just different aligned. Um, you know, some go to the PR side. Some venture more strategically on the marketing side. I stay lobbying and marketing. I, I feel If you tie those two together, and, and I'll tell you, all the track presidents do it. I mean, so it's not like we're different here in New York. Try to get Governor Cuomo's attention. It was actually really easy to be candid. That's not arrogance. Um, he was the first governor who just didn't pay attention to New York City. Most governors here, there's 9 million people down there. Yeah. I win New York City, I win the I'm governorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did just the opposite. He already knew he had the city. Right. And he embraced us up here in New York State. You know, And the governor is great. And um, so I knew that to get that. And so now, since I've been here, we've, we've got about $5 million in grants from New York State. How great is that? Grants. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Out of the $11 million repave that we did in 2015, New York State paid for $2.5 million of it. That's crazy, yeah. You know, because he knew that it was important to keep Watkins Glen going. And, you know, I always say we're just a cog in the wheel here because you got the lake. Of the greater, like, you got the upstate wineries. New York Yeah, economy. you got upstate. Yeah, yeah. You've got all these parks. I don't know. Have you ever walked this park? I mean, we've got all those attributes here, and the governor recognizes it. So, you know, a big kudos to him and his team. So... You know, not so many kudos to trying to get COVID taken care of and get onto the next page. But. Copy. Copy. <laughs> Let's get political. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. That's what we are. So you end up being a lobbyist in New York, and that, the idea was that you were there trying to get the Staten Island Raceway started yeah. or whatever they would call it. Right. So for three years, you lived in New York City. What did you do every day? Great story. Um, so my job was to convince the community that you needed a NASCAR track and an IndyCar. It was going to be sports car, IndyCar, and sports car, sports car, IndyCar, and cup. Right. And so basically, just just paint the picture, but Staten Island, you know, it's sort of a uh, an area that's gone through a lot of history in the in the greater New York City area. But there is a plot in that area where that would have been perfect for a New York City themed speedway. Yeah, we bought 380 acres, give or take. Yeah. Um, with no zoning rights. So we had to convince the community to change the zoning. So you, okay, so you bought it like, we'll make this work somehow, we'll make but this we're going to own this property for now. So we bought it to get it off the market, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we said, okay, we'll go we'll try to rezone, which is very difficult to do in city of New York. So the goal was to convince the politicians. So Bloomberg was the mayor. We had obviously had our senators and assembly and all, you know, all that on the island. But you know, we were literally day-to-day going to chambers. You know, like We, me. I was, I was only, I had an assistant and me. And, but I had a lobbying team and an architectural team around us. 
Um, so we, that's what I did every day. Entertain the unions. You know, we were going to build union. So powerful New so York get unions. The unions to recognize yeah. the value. Yeah. So let's go do this. Let's go that. I took people to races. I had to take people to races. Cause I, to. I didn't do it two times. And Lisa France Kennedy yeah. called me and goes, I didn't see you this weekend in wherever, Phoenix. Yeah. I'm like, I, I didn't have anybody to go. No. Find somebody. Find somebody. Wow. That's how so important I took, this was. Yeah. I took. I took people to every single race all year long for two two years. Okay, so I don't know if this is allowed to be talked about. I'm guessing you didn't fly on a, on a Delta flight. No, you probably flew in a private jet. Every now and again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so your job for a couple of years, which honestly, everything I know about you is perfect for this because I just like to hang out with you at a racetrack anyway. But we're always working. So your job was to convince powerful people of Manhattan that they should get into NASCAR yep. and let you guys build your track. And I'm guessing you did that by showing them a good time at NASCAR events. Of course. Dude. Seems like Greatest job ever. I know. I took them How to I become a lobbyist? I took them to IMSA. I took them to NASCAR. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. You would. You're genuinely <laughs> I took, good at that. So I got to tell you one story, and, it, and it's fine public, is um, I took a bunch of union. I always took union guys out, but yeah. I took like the big bosses out. That's a out. pretty important deal. So yeah. I, I yeah. took them to um, this really famous hotel in New York City. At the top yeah. of the top restaurant overlooking Central Park. Mm-hmm. Why in my head is this 1930s? <laughs> exactly. Like you guys are all oh, in like striped suits, suits pinstripes. Yeah, exactly. Like there's like two guys in big jackets and yeah. Tommy guns, but it's like yeah. this wasn't that long ago, but yeah. I can't or get illegal. a vision out of my Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was 2005. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and I, You're probably yeah. all business casual, but in my yeah. head. Yeah. We it's were. Like, uh, did you get him to talk yet? But I told him, <laughs> do what you got to do. Order whatever you want to do. I had eight guys with me, and the bill was about. It was just about you know what they you know what they ordered beluga caviar and champagne that's all we had because <laughs> they just wanted to because they knew well, they were picking up yeah, the time yeah, yeah. yeah NASCAR's so I, got it boys I'm scared to death yeah, yeah. about turning this bill right, in right right nothing, nobody nothing, even blinked nothing. at it yeah. wow yeah told them who was I was with yeah right right, right. I know you probably can't give us a, the the total number but it sounds like before you know unfortunately the project didn't happen but you guys didn't cut one ribbon to begin one ounce of construction and yet it sounds like you sunk a ton of money into the we did yeah. i mean yeah. we had a vision and the france family had a vision and it was very disappointing sure you know that we worked that hard and, and the france family and isc spent that much money to try to make this successful and we you know we got booed out of town on the fact of you know we don't need those kind of fans on, on our property on staten island ah. You know, very negative, very obtuse point yeah, of view. Yeah, right, right. Um, so it's funny. I still keep in touch with the politicians because, of course, they're in that's, Albany, and, too. And it's not like that's the healthiest area these days. No. Yeah. yeah. So. Here's the good thing. I think two or three years after that, there, the hurricane came through. Yeah, right. The speedway would have been 15 feet underwater. Ooh. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe that was why. Yeah, yeah, maybe right. it happened for a right, reason, right. right? So when you're uh, poaching the wrong word, but when you're really trying to make an area work, um, especially a big political area, even if it's not New York, like Los Angeles or, right. or Chicago or whatever. So to get it going, you know, if it's a it's a seven-day-a-week job, presumably, so today it's going to be schmooze a councilman, tomorrow it's get a union guy right. who can build some sort of worker surplus, and then it's like day three is like a media person? Like how many how many layers of support do you have to, to go through? Because I can't imagine what all these layers are. You were all, you're, you're on it, but we started at the, besides what the layers you just put on, yeah. we started at the bottom too. Again, Chambers of Commerce, yeah, right. Right. the Lions Club. Yeah. I mean, okay. literally yep. from so, this right way. All up. these little grassroots clubs. So our goal was to, Top down, yeah. but meet in the middle up. with yeah. the bottom up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's a typical political strategy. It's, yeah. it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
Um, it just it just didn't work, and we and the company spent so much money trying to get it to happen. Right. It's a shame. I mean, um, it's a shame. Yeah. So we, we spent a lot. I was going to say, and I'm sure you can't say, but did you have a spending limit for schmoozing potential help for making this project happen? I never heard of one. Right. Okay. That's awesome. Was <laughs> I don't know why it makes yeah. you so I, happy. I, I, me, I, I can, t- I can tell you this. It was, it was, um, I can tell you by my American Express that it was um, almost seven figures by the time I left. Yeah, right. Wow. I mean, that makes in sense. Point, in points. But as an yeah, attract investment, yeah. what's what's seven in it and what's going to probably be a yeah. Yeah. huge expense just to build the darn place? Yeah, we, so. bought it, we bought it for $135 million, give or take a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, and then we that's put, land that can be sold. Yeah, 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 right, and, then yeah. we bought, and then we sunk $50, 60000000 million on top of that. Wow. And Still pre-construction costs, which included a lot. On a hopeful event. Was there an ethics limit? No. No, because we weren't we weren't paying no, no, lobbyists no. right <laughs> or government officials that's not what I'm asking yeah. <laughs> did NASCAR have any problems with anything you could buy for them well um, yes because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing some of these folks we talking, want we talking? a lot of things <laughs> so uh, that, that's part of the reason why it stopped so, um, okay. so in New York City there's approved vendors for certain construction how jobs these, how these, yeah. right. and fill we call them rackets dirt <laughs> Yeah, we we do too. Okay. But but dirt yeah. is a commodity in New York. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, dig it up in New York, yeah. and they, they and they pay you to take it. Right. Anywhere right. else in the world, it's yeah. they dig up dirt and I buy it from you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So we had an approved vendor from Staten Island. We wanted to spread the wealth on Staten Island. Yeah. We used that vendor. My boss, because I wasn't involved in the construction side. That was construction, and we have our own division in NASCAR that has construction. And um, my boss got a phone call like 11, 11.30 on a Friday night. This is like almost three years into the project. And he fired the dirt guy. Oh. They were Phil. They were called Phil guys. But I call them dirt. <laughs> uh, and they, he fired the dirt guy. And the dirt guy called him, like I said, 11, 11.30 at night and said, um, we're going to have problems with you and anybody else associated with this. Wow. And my boss called me and said, we got security coming to your house. Wow. Here's it what just happened. like, get a go bag. My wife freaked. Yeah. Because this <laughs> is the level of organization you're dealing with. <laughs> Copy. So, um, um, <clears throat> so, wow. they, so my wife had security. I had security. My kids had security. Wow. So you don't, you don't fire the dirt guy. Don't fire the dirt yeah, guy. Or you'll yeah. end up in it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess if you're the dirt guy, it's very easy for things to happen and disappear so that lasted for about two months and my wife snapped because i mean security had to walk my kids to school armed security i had one that sat up my next to my car washed my office and my wife finally snapped could you imagine doing that in your job as nascar i was just gonna say you know racing things right yeah right, this right. is all for racing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um so um my wife said i'm out <laughs> not leaving me she's like we got to find a result the france family was great they moved my family back to michigan where we came from and um, and then I commuted. I flew there Mondays, flew home Fridays, had security all week for and two I, months. I did well. I did that for seven months. They lived there for the first two months it, together. Did you fire the dirt guy? Yeah, I didn't. My boss. But did. he still was fired despite all yeah. the. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. So um, that ended the deal. Weird. <laughs> 
I don't. Yeah. When are we going to get to the good stuff on this podcast? Yeah, right. Yeah, I want some more like in, inside stuff. That was. Um, um, that's inside. Doug Bowles had the same story. <laughs> oh, Doug. So yeah. <laughs> and, and Doug's got custom suits. I guess I should have worn one tonight. Damn it. We're getting the scale down. For, no. Um, so the next time I read a comment about, you know what NASCAR should do <laughs> on social media, yeah. like, do you know what they actually do right. and have tried to do? Yeah. yeah. Because Don't like, go to Staten Island. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like the Staten Island thing, like, there's a few articles that still are around today as oh, far yeah. as like learning about it, but I don't think people understand the effort. Yeah, it just sounds like you guys thought about it, and then the neighborhood said no. Why did just... Yeah. And, no. But like, this was a... Years long process where you worked every hundreds day, hundreds of millions of dollars. You saw so many strippers. Not to, <laughs> not to top every story. So I'm finally taking vacation. Two and a half years, my wife and I. Please top every story. I, yeah. That's no, the I'll, point of the show. This is, okay, sorry. Yeah. That's the only way I can top it. Yeah. We go to Palm Desert. That's our favorite place of vacation. Okay. We play golf and goof mm-hmm. off, it's and my in-laws live out almost there. Pasadena. Oh, it's almost Pasadena. About yeah. the same, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm out there in the pool and. Kids got carte blanche. They're ordering milkshakes delivered poolside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, I'm ordering this. Yeah, absolutely. Poolside. My phone rings. FBI agent Sean <laughs> McWilliams. No, what? Uh, Mr. Printup, um, yes, um, we need to talk to you when you get back from Palm Desert. He knew exactly he knew where you were. He knew where I was. Holy shit. He goes, finish that glass of wine. He goes, yeah. Mr. Printup, um, also, you have a FedEx package on your porch. You should probably call. I mean, you, you know they're messing with you. He goes, you got a FedEx package on your patio. You should call one of your neighbors and pick it up if you're going to be gone for another nine days. So I'm like, and what's this about? He's like, well, we just need to see you when you get back. We're going to set up an interview with you. So I'm like, what the? So I call my brother who's an attorney, and uh, he has the right, so he represented me. He called them and go, look, he doesn't have much to worry about. Much. Uh, that's was what, the, they, that's was what the, the key I told your my brother. brother. Like, you don't have anything and much to worry about. Yeah. Much. But, and I'm like, but still something. So what am I doing, 20 versus 30? You know, oh, right. that's much. Why your brother versus ISC? Like, What's that? Why your brother versus ISC? Uh, why didn't ISC? you call your, your corporate? Yeah. Um, corporate w- wasn't going to represent me. What? Okay. Because okay. now I become... Well, an, you still work with them. So. Now I become an independent, you know, because you're <laughs> independent. So I, because I called and asked and they said, no, we can't represent you in something like this. Um, you're so, going to have to get personal counsel. Wait, so are you a contract guy when you're... No. <laughs> I'm, I'm so full- confused. So you're an employee. I feel like this is what's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, a bit of contention. Okay. Fair. Okay. It doesn't and so matter. I got, you call I your got brother. my brother hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, my day is like ruined. My vacation is ruined. Because like the FBI the, called? Yeah. Wuss. <laughs> Sack up. Well, my 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 experience with police is I was going how fast? As right. I said, as I yeah, said, yeah, yeah, down, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's not about come come visit me, and I've never. Anyways, I got back to Michigan, and because uh, that's where the family was, I was in, again. I was still in New York, traveling back and forth, and the FBI agent um, and the team came out to uh, Michigan. My brother flew out to Michigan, and they it was over in three minutes. Okay. Oh, thank and, goodness. And the question was, did you ever bribe a politician? No. Did your son ever bribe a politician? Did your other son ever bribe a politician? Aren't your kids like younger? Yeah, yeah, they're like eleven and six. Well, but the six-year-old, you never know. Yeah, I was yeah. worried about him. <laughs> He's still Kate. He could be. He's still Kate. He's seventeen now, and yeah. I'm still worried. No. Yeah, I get it. And um, and it, it literally was over in three minutes. They just he went down and checked the box. They know before they bring you in if you're guilty or not, right? Sure, sure, sure. And um, I wasn't guilty, but it's not a good situation. Right. But well, it was taking somebody to a race is not a bribe. No. That is showing them the value of what your proposition I is. I couldn't take politicians. You couldn't? Okay, because oh, those could, are the rules. I okay. could take politicians, but they had to pay their way. 
We experienced that a little bit last yeah. year, but um, <laughs> we do the same. Yeah. Okay. No, we never. Now, took were a you were you an official like? And you, I, I know you as a your function as a job was not a lobbyist, but were you like the licensed lobbyist at the time or whatever? That yeah, I was registered. You were registered. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you knew the rules. Yeah. I knew the rule. <laughs> I like the yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the rule. God damn, I'm glad we sat down. <laughs> yeah. So. So this Staten Island thing was a headache. It was a headache. <laughs> like I don't. I don't think Chit would ever had to meet with the FBI. No, he didn't. No. At any point, are you sitting there going, so I work for NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, none of this should have been in the story. How do I roll over? <laughs> right, 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 right. It was him. He did it. Where's the payout? Yeah. yeah. But they, uh, part of the story, um, after all this comes out, mm-hmm. again, is the, is the Gambino bus rolls out. So the guy that rolled... He had smuggled in two and a half million dollars worth of coke. Oh wow! Okay. And he was a Gambino member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went under wire for five years. Oh, so used, he got. I used to, I used to hang with this guy. No way. And I tell you one thing, he was. I'm telling you, he was a. He was the movie. He laid back in his chair, smoked a cigar, talked like this because he couldn't understand him. And all he said to me was, "The first, my first meeting with this guy, he goes, um, what can I do for you?'" I'm like nothing. I'm good. He's like, no, I know everybody. I can get, I can get you anywhere. And I'm like, I can't remember his name, but he's like, Mike, Mike, I, I'll, I'll take you anywhere. I'm like, no, I'm good. No, I'm all right. I, I just yeah. had that feeling that and, something's up. And he was the guy, yeah. that was on a wire. Yeah. Oh man. Never. And then I found out, and he told me, his wife owned a restaurant, and a restaurant that was literally two blocks from my house. Yeah. So I used to stop there for a nightcap. Sure. Yeah. I was two blocks from my house. Yeah. And I get in there, and she go, "I got this." I'm like, "Nope, yeah, nope, can't have that." Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, "I got to pay it." And, and she goes, "No, you don't got to pay." And I'm like, "If I don't pay, I don't stop here anymore." Oh yeah. I'm yeah. Like, that's that's just, it. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I paid for everything. Mm. Man. Dirty business. <laughs> Dude, it was. What year is this? This was oh December oh four yeah to yeah. December oh December oh eight yeah so this isn't again nineteen thirty three yeah this isn't Goodfellas yeah seventies and eighties no <laughs> it was close in the two thousand wow so anyway that's my Staten Island that is awesome <laughs> what, did your, what did your dad do there's a reason dad? I ask. But go on. You're gonna laugh your ass uh-huh. off. Because he's just you, you my just... dad was in construction. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of why. Because like you seem to be very well versed for something that, like I would have no clue how to deal with any of this. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Yeah. I have to yeah. admit. I mean, I went in there naive. I, you know, you think you're a New Yorker. Yeah. You're not when you go to New York. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, not in terms of like it. you ended up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you say like you you said something I've never heard, which is you referred yourself as New York stater. Yeah. And city like is that the the thing? You're either city or state. Person? Yeah, you're, you're upstate. Yeah, right, right, right. We're upstate. They're downstate. Right. Right. Hey, There's you, a clear line that goes yeah, across. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we got to get a new, we got to get another New York track going mm-hmm. just so we get some stories. So we can follow it for four years. Man, like one of us isn't going to make it. I'm pretty sure I know which one. <laughs> well, it's like what I was saying earlier. Like, I'll open the trunk. You'll be in it. I'm like, oh, okay, close that back down. <laughs> so my, bo- my boss in New York City was, um, he was a southerner mm-hmm. all the way, yeah. more south than you. Yeah. And he'd come up. And he'd, he really had a good southern accent. Yeah. And um, he's a big guy. He's like 370, 6'5". But he was tall, so you know. Didn't. But anyway, so when I first got there, like we took the ferry, 
We took cabs. We took the train. We weren't suits and ties every day. Staten Island Ferry to Manhattan is 30 minutes. My office was 30 minutes to the ferry. And it, like, yeah, sweating your ass off. Yeah, we were. He sweated more than me. That was the good thing. So I took him to I took him to one of our consultants at Columbus Circle one hot July day. We walk out of the train and we're both we're both just down. But he's more than me. <laughs> and, and he called he called everybody pal p a l pal. Hey pal. He looked at me. He's like pal. <laughs> I want a full time car service by the time I get up here. It's all yours. But when I come here, it's mine. Yeah. So I had a twenty four hour car service nice. that worked for me year yeah. round. Yeah. And it worked out well because it was two and a half to hours. To build a NASCAR track. Yeah. <laughs> so I could work in the back seat or sleep. What I wish the fans could see is the smile on your face when we're like, because of this, and you're like, yeah. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's got to see you and think like, oh, who's he with? Is that NASCAR? Well, that's that's Manhattan. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, no, you're just another guy. I was just no, another joke. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> wow. This, like Staten Island to me, the track was like a couple of releases. I went, oh, all right, right, right. We had no idea there was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I still can't get past how you were able to understand how to navigate all this. So, did you work with your dad in construction? No, like, never. What, how were you as a kid? Uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah, no like, hesitation. I, I, yeah, like I was yeah, just terrible. telling my terrible. best friend the other day, not telling him because he knew we went to high school together. Like, I handed in my last essay the morning of graduation or I didn't graduate. Nice. One of those. Yeah, yeah one of those. Yeah. I'm the, I was if, that kid. If I had stayed in school instead of trying to go racing and then doing homeschool just so I could get out earlier, I, I, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way I was going to be there on time. There, there was yeah. no way. Sure. I was that kid. You did okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're doing all right. Yeah. Well, you you know, there's like all of us, you know, you figure it, hopefully you figure it out. I, I figured it out. <laughs> just if I work harder, they don't realize how dumb I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just work, I work a lot harder. That's all. I don't work 40 hours. I work 65. Forget racing for a second. You guys are still a venue. And you guys, I'm just proud of this because I didn't know this until doing my research. And I, like, I can't imagine you in a sea of fish fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you guys do the Curveball Festival, which is, uh, so that is, that is like the festival for the band Fish. Now, Fish may not necessarily be a household name to all race fans, <laughs> but they are on April 20th. They're like... Grateful Dead fans a few generations later, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they're a, they're a special kind of fan. Yeah. Uh, Hippie jam band. How like? Yeah. And here's the thing: like fish, like in this area, fish fans make sense. Not necessarily a racetrack per se, but like this is an area that could welcome the the hipster culture. How does how did that come together? And what, what's the jail like then? Um, you're gonna be shot. Okay. So the great question. So when I was in Michigan, my goal was trying to get concerts at Michigan. Yeah, sure. So then I got moved here. I'm like, so now my new goal is get concerts <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I walk in and my PR guy uh, and new business development guy was already 10 steps ahead of me. Okay. Oh. Wow. So a useful PR guy. And, and yeah. A useful mm. PR Hold guy. Hold on to that one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all him. I had, I had nothing to do with the relationship. Of course, now I took over because he left. Right. And it's but all your, he, you did it now. He mm. knew He knew the vice president of Fish. Mm. Okay. And that's called like a guitarist usually. No, it, no it's, it's a whole the industry guy. Now. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole industry. Okay. So anyway, so they only do those festivals um, every three to four years. Yeah, this is the Curveball Festival. Yeah, Curveball yeah. was one. They did Magna Ball. Everything's a ball. But again, only a three-day festival exists. So we've had two of them. The third one got rained out. But we've had two of them, and I'm already talking to them about coming back next year and the year after. 
We had two people arrested on the first show. And how many people showed up? Uh, 48,000 people. Yeah, right. So, uh, like, that's pretty good numbers. What Can I ask for what? Um, here's the best part. Selling, um, selling drugs, but they were... Um, Fake drugs. I can't remember. I'm trying to think of the term, but that was sure, you. I don't know, but yeah. they were they were sugar pills. Oh, oh nice. And that was nice. the crime. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. a crime in this county. Right, right, right. 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 Like had yeah. it been like proper LSD, so, they'd have been fine. I can't. T- <laughs> I can't tell you how great they were. I mean, the, the sugar pills. The, no, <laughs> the LSD. <laughs> uh, that was a good one, okay. Ryan. Thank you. But um, <laughs> like you know, the audience you're dealing with that. Like, so let, we'll go to the NASCAR analogy. You want the fans here. You want them to come back. You don't want to make their experience a bad one, even if they're out of hand. I have to think there's a lot of things you just don't want to know about when fish fans come in here. I'm, I, I, yeah, of course. I mean, I think that goes with anything. But, right. you know, I'm telling you, the fish fans are so well-behaved. You know, they, they incentivize their fans to pick up cigarette butts. Huh. Bring me a sandwich bag full of cigarette butts. They get free merchandise. Oh, so you got people walking, awesome. picking up cigarette butts. Yeah, I mean that were it's left very over. Easy to stay so concentrated at the time. Right, right. That were left over yeah. from NASCAR. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they do me a favor. Do me. They're yeah. really doing us. So a you favor. should throw the, the concert right after the race. It, it, because yeah, it has been. It, You're right. September. Yeah. It's amazing how focused they'll be. Yep. <laughs> but I'll leave I, it at that. I'm telling you, the best people in the world. I would have them back weekly if they if they performed weekly. We'd do it weekly. That's how great they were. And, and I'll give you one more example. Like, you know, camping is camping. You've seen it in every racetrack. So if there was 30, 40 campers, like, say, in this neck of the woods, they didn't – we have a garbage service. We go by and pick it up just like your house, all right? And you throw the bag out there, and we go by and pick it up. They didn't want that. They wanted to make it easy on garbage people. The they made people. one big pile. The fish fans. Yeah. They just did it on their big, own. Yeah. The so fans. then the truck made one stop, threw 30 bags in or whatever, and they kept on going, but they did that, and, and we like a by. ceremonial thing. Yeah, and then they burn it at the end and dance around. Naked. Well, they're no. not burning that. Okay, yeah, yeah fair. They're burning. Yeah. <laughs> what do you Go mean? On. Little yeah. small white paper. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the best fans in the world. Yeah, and and um, we'd have them back here, like I said, every single day if we yeah. could. So it's a it's a great niche. Um, you know, we went after Woodstock. I was going to say I want to talk about the Woodstock thing because yeah. that was like a huge out of nowhere thing, and it seemed like it was going the right way. And then the last thing I read was like $150,000 missed payment is what it cost to stop it. To me, that seems like a really small number for something that's going to bring in hundreds of thousands of people. Very tiny number. When they, we, we're talking, you know, $15 million just to get the production up and running. But what, they, what it was, and when I Woodstock, it was the original producer from Woodstock, and then he had a finance company, Dentsu, MKTG. They're in our business every single day. They, they have, they've been in NASCAR sports car forever. And uh, Dentsu's based in Japan, and they're about a $40 billion company. So they're kind of small. And um, anyway, so Woodstock guy, finance guy, didn't connect. And they, even though they had a legal relationship, so they faulted on the last 150 that they owed us, and it gave us cause to terminate because yeah. we wanted out. Because it was looking like such a disaster. Uh, yeah, and, and the idea was you guys were going to host, I think it was 2019, yeah. uh, you know, a Woodstock on the property here yeah. at Watkins Glen, bring in all the big bands like they used to, yep. and make it a huge festival. And to put perspective, so, I mean, I think anybody listening knows what Woodstock is, but it yeah. seems like every 10 or 15 years, somewhere in upstate New York, is going to recreate yeah, Woodstock right. and yeah. bring yeah. the magic yeah. back. Yeah, because yeah. Woodstock's two hours down the road. Right, right, right. right. I mean, literally. Yeah. yeah. But we were a venue that could accommodate, but they, they were just, they were smoking their own stuff. The Woodstock people, the, again, the marketing people were awesome. They, they, and I'll tell you how great the marketing people were. 
the, the Woodstock people made promises to neighbors. I'll rent your land for ten grand. I'll rent your land for fifteen grand. So on, so on, so on. They paid out over a hundred thousand dollars to all the neighbors because they had a verbal "I'll pay you ten grand." Th- that's how far they went with this they in terms of they yeah. were that serious, but they were also even after it was canceled. Yeah, they, they still were paying honored neighbors. the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I so like that. yeah. you know that's an outstanding company if you yeah. ask me. And again, no paper. Yeah, just a verbal agreement. Yeah. Uh, the paper would have been coming, sure, but we didn't get there, and yeah. they paid all of our neighbors whatever they agreed to. Yeah, didn't hold back a nickel. So it's not something that you guys screwed up somehow, some way. It was literally like, yeah, we'll do it, but you know, well, you you're a venue that has to get paid. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We screwed up by getting in getting in bed with Woodstock. Okay, not MKTG. Sure, sure. We screwed up with this guy over here. Yeah. yeah so yeah. not like a track rental for somebody doing a club event. Let's say I'm a promoter and I want to have a big festival, fire festival-ish thing. Oh, DWR oh, yeah. festival. Huh? We're going to have DWR festival. We're going to have DWR festival. festival. Yeah. What are the things we can say to you that are clear red flags? How do you know we're full of shit? So, like, if I start pitching you right now, like, dude, we have so many fans. Listen, I, I think people are going to do our, our live show. Yeah, yeah, I you, think you, we're going to have 70,000 people come to this. Oh, okay. That's all we have to say? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Give me the garlic. Here's my cross. Yeah, you're right, not, get, you're right, not getting right. it. Right. So 65,000. That's that's we say that we might be okay. Yeah, maybe 60. Okay. okay. Right. We, right. we can get the meeting now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. We'll start doing All right. That. Well, we yeah. can get 60,000 people. Right. Let's we'll yeah. call Kerrigan. VIR. And yeah. and and Woodstock, <laughs> and Woodstock wouldn't get off 125. We're like we can't fit on it. I mean, we could. We can't. They wanted to camp 125. Yeah. That's no, not real. Yeah. It's not real. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Like you said, we could camp 60,000. That's why I say that that's kind of our number. Yeah. Um we could do that. Well, but just in terms of us being big talk, no pay guys. Yeah, what would be the red flags that you're like, oh, these guys are full of shit. Before we even get, so 70,000 people, you're already like, all right, whatever. You're talking in terms of what you can actually provide as a capacity yeah, limit. Right. I'm talking about what can we say that you won't even take our call because we're obviously liars. Um, I, I Beyond need, the fact that it's us. <laughs> if it, I need a half a million up front, we can continue. Oh, okay. So you waste no time. No. Yeah. yeah. Our, yeah. our problem, and it's a great problem, is, is if you want a weekend – to rent at Watkins Glen, you have to outspend the track club that's already there. So if we're renting the weekend for 150, 175,000, it's not all profit because there's cost in that. But you got to go way above that, and then I got to consider I got to pick out, I got to kick out BMW of Long Island. Yeah, right, right. So we're a racetrack, not a concert venue. Sure, sure. So okay, I didn't know that before because I knew you have a new role that you're put back at Americrown in addition to your duties here. Um, I didn't know you were with them prior. Mm-hmm. How, what's the tie-in there in terms of like, because I, I don't know, even though they're ISC, even though American Services apply to a racetrack, to me they seem like very different managerial skill sets. How does like your political lobbying power to get a racetrack made or managed apply to something like Americrown, which is golf carts, food vending, things like that? I kiss the right ass. <laughs> at, at, at NASCAR? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no um, you know, I, I'll tell you just. Um, like what do you do? For business. It's business. Well, I'm the president. Um, but we recently transitioned over to Levy. So, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, my boss and senior management asked me to transition them over the next year. So I still go to all the races. Levy being a, a big, like, big mass company. food provider. Kind yeah, they're of a $4 billion company. Right, and they are the sort of industrial food supply exactly. of a lot of big venues. Stadiums, arenas. Racetracks. They, they do yeah. all SMI. Yeah. They do all of us now. They catered us at Indy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so. And... Um, so I would just, you know, just a business point of view, it's like I know how to, in my mind, in actuality, because I wouldn't still be here, I know how to make people money. 
and you know, and and that's my business acumen. It's like, you know, you, you know how to make money, then everybody will like you. You know, and I think that that gives you more opportunities to grow. So, but I just I just look at what you do here, and I don't know. But yeah. it's a full time job, and and like the, the concessions and and food vending side of all the NASCAR racetracks, that seems like a lot of different places. How can you be president of two places? Like I genuinely don't understand how you how the oversight works. So six, well, seven years ago now, yeah, uh, the company said, hey, we're going to make a change with the president of America. And there was sure. currently a president. And they go... Just exclusive to them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And they said, um, would you step in for a little while? Uh, that's how it starts. Yep. <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> Knowing that I'd done it before right. as a VP. Okay. So I said, of course. And, then to and that's en- when you were still here. Yes. Like, we just need an interim guy right. to take over. Okay. Just take over interim. Well, seven years later, I just... You're still here. I'm still here. Yeah. But it, it was fine. We worked, it, we worked it all out. But I think the biggest thing... Uh, I know the answer to your question. My crew here... It's so solid. I don't do anything. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> My crew here is so awesome. I mean, they're the ones, and we have five consecutive sellouts here. That's right. And, and like leading um, up to COVID, right? Yeah. So probably right. going to get six. We you hope. Know, you know what I mean? going to be a well, rough I mean, one. if COVID hadn't shown up. Right. You know right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys are killing up. it. Yeah. So I give it all to my crew here. I mean, nothing against the Americrown crew that I took over. It's just they need more attention. So I was 30% here mm-hmm. and 70% there. Yeah, yeah. And where are they based? They're based in Daytona. Okay. Um, well, but we had people all over the country. Right, right. Every, no, I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, every HQ, venue had. Yep. HQ is Daytona. Yep. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time there. I had a, I, I had a good vice president. Um, I had a good organizational chart. And um, like I said, they ran their stuff. But I spent more time on the food and beverage mm-hmm. than I did the racetrack. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe the detriment, there were some things I'm missing here. But again, I, no, solid, crew. Nice. Yeah. solid crew. Solid crew. But again, and one thing we've noticed from almost every track president is so much of, at least during the event weekend, which may be its own thing, the the real successful track presidents that we've met, they're all the mayor. They're not necessarily, with the exception of very few, they're not the person that's helping rebuild the wall or something like that. It's it's the person that's glad-handing so many people over the course of the day, just being a man about town with no real responsibility. You have to. Yeah. You know, I'm on, I'm on a, we have a um, racing, road racing council. I call it the Chamber for Road for road Courses for all of North America. So all of us belong there minus Mid-Ohio. They, they won't, they won't, pay, <laughs> they won't. They're with that Mid-Ohio podcast? They won't yeah. pay the $435 to be a member. Wait, what? Can, can we buy in on their behalf and then we get to decide what happens with them? I, I tried. <laughs> I wanted to just be on that call. I, right, right. I actually Sean, said. Sean and Ryan here from Mid-Ohio. I said, I'll, hey, I, said I'll, I said, I'll pay it. And they're like, no, we can't let you do that. What? And they they became they became a non-member. What what does membership get you? Uh, just a this like chamber, this uh-huh. group. Yeah. So we get on the phone once a month with all the road racing. Yeah. So the point was, Doug Doug just brought up in last week's call. Doug Bowles. Doug Bowles. Yeah. He was during the Indy 500. He was. We were talking about masks and that. You know. Yeah, right. Again, now it's gone away. But yeah. This was uh, from last, obviously from May. And he goes, I walk up in the stand. He's like, nobody's wearing a mask. And I sit down. He goes, I swear 90% of the people put their mask on because they knew who he was. Right. Yeah. But he has that aura. I mean, he's got a great reputation. He's the mayor. And he's just a super dude on yeah. top of it. Yeah. 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 He's uh, responded to everything we've ever asked or sent. Really? Not necessarily given us everything we've ever asked. Or, but responded. Like, he's always responded. And within a day or right. 12 hours usually. So. I posted, I think, like, I always do a race week post so fans know where we're going to be and where to watch or whatever. And I posted that the other day. And on Facebook, you replied in the comments, let me know if you need anything. And you wrote your cell phone number in the comments. I know. Which I, I think I deleted it because <laughs> I was like, mm. Someone will take advantage of that, but I, I was like, that's that's this guy, to the T, and it seems like that's all the top people. Kerrigan gets right back to us from VIR. Doug Bowles, who's got way more important things to do than listen to us, 
ask for dumb things. I left my number in there, and and people called me and said, "You know what you just did, didn't you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I gave Ryan Eversley my cell phone number." I yeah. said, "But my cell phone number is everywhere." I'm pretty sure I already have it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so here's the funny part. Yeah. So that was whatever day last week or early this week. So Friday, Thursday, I get a phone call from a camper in the boot, and he goes, "Hey, Mike, this is Sean from Ohio, and I know you don't know me, but I picked up your cell phone number off your off your tweet to Ryan Eversley." And um, I just want to let you know where I got it. He goes, I'm really surprised you answered the phone. He goes, I this thought, is real? He goes, yeah. That, like recent. That, like the last couple days. This, this is like, had to be like within a week. Yeah, yeah. it was Thursday of this past week. And he goes, well, okay. Because I'm like, how? And he's like, I got it. I didn't even have to ask yeah, how. Yeah. He already offered up. I got it yeah. from your, your tweet. But he explained where he got it from. And I'm with my VP. And he's like, you did what? I'm like, Why you not? can get it anywhere. I mean, mm. not necessarily. But now you have to talk to Sean from Ohio. I did. So and what did like, Sean need? Sean wanted a couple more extra Porter Johns out in the boot. Did he have a valid point? He did. Did okay, he get him? Sean. So it was worth it. He got him. Okay, though. Sean. Did he get him? Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Well, we did that. Yep. Um, so it was. Oh, okay. Well, oh. Sean, in the future, <laughs> don't use my Facebook to give what you want. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was actually kind of funny. Then my whole staff was like, you really didn't do that. And yeah. I'm like, I did. I read it and I was like, I already have your number. Like, but I love the fact that you did it because that's kind of what we're getting at here is that we call people all the time for things for the show, right? You know, and it's generally just like, hey, can you connect us with this person or are you available for this or whatever it is? And the people that don't get back to us don't get featured and not like we're some big deal. But it's like in this industry, especially sports car racing side, we need all the eyeballs and ears. We Absolutely. Get, you know what I mean? And so obviously Watkins Glen gets back to us. We do a live show there a couple of years ago. I had fans this weekend walk up to me not knowing that I was the guy part of the live show, but they just saw the car because we had dinner races on it. They're like, hey, they're going to do the live show again? And I was like, I don't know if they're going to do it again. Um, kind of like, I'm not sure if they're, yeah. But it obviously works, and that's because you got back to us right away and we're like, oh, I understand what you're trying to do. Yeah, let's do something like that. You know? That's cool. Yeah. So the fans took away from it, which is the only reason we did it. Nobody made any money on that thing, you know? Um <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the, the point is, is like Americrown did. Yeah. The, the, the point of that episode or that, I think, is the successful people we've met in the sport give you the time. So you guys, especially on the NASCAR side, you have a, you have you've had a ton of title sponsors come in through the years. Cheese it 355. Hell of a good. Has there ever been a title sponsor from a naming standpoint? You're like, no. Not in my not in my tenure here. Okay, it's um, like if the Bushy McBush three hundred that came was your way, funny. Would you would any would you do that? I was I was there, um, and they told me the whole story behind it because you yeah, know yeah. it was fan voted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they they got more press off of that than anything else. Right. So I like the creativity behind it. So sure. so um, you're all in on this kind of stuff. Yeah, I would be okay with it. Um, I I would say you know for us it was the butt at the Glen for eighteen years. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that people still call it the butt at the glass. Yeah. You know, it was lasted so long because right. entitlements don't last that long. Right. You know, companies go two, three, five years. Until novelty's off. Right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we're lucky with this past weekend. Salins has been here 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. You don't find that in this world Suck anymore. Suck it, Lally. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you find, um, you know, you, you find good sponsors. Um, but again, their marketing strategies change. Like go bowling, you know, right. their typical strategy is they go to a racetrack because they've been around the country. Yeah. They go to a racetrack for two years, introduce their marketing, go bowling, and then they leave, go to the next city, and they just keep That's doing just, that. They just want to well, do the tour. They're ready to renew with us and go on five years here. Wow. They absolutely love here. So I don't think we'll get past five, maybe six, but we definitely are going to get five. Right. You know, the, you, in today's world, 
That's huge. And are these usually always one-year contracts? No, most of them are two or three. So how, how far in advance are you keeping your fingers out for all kinds of different options? Two, three years. So it takes two or three years to land somebody. Oh my gosh. So you're like, no, no disrespect to go bowling, no, but right. like you're well on your way to looking, keeping, keeping your options open. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a long runway. Yeah. You know, you, you may be the vice president or president of a company. It's like, we need to get to know Sean. We need to get to understand. Yeah. Hey, hey, why don't you walk with us a little bit? We're going to give you, the, we're going to do a small marketing sponsorship yeah. and build you up. That may take two or three years. Sure. And sure. I'll give a great example, Genesee Beer. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. local beer in Buffalo, Rochester. Yeah. Um, I grew up with the, the vice president of the company was my neighbor. Okay, he was one of my second phone calls when I got here. Right, and then that was Labatt, and but Labatt yeah, yeah, owns yeah. Jenny. Yeah, and so we started with Labatt and moved right. our way through. And they they came, you know, first year they had a sign. Yeah, and I'm making some of this up. Second year they had a hospitality for fifty. Right. then it was a hundred. Right. Now it's now it's five hundred. And they're right. the they're the official beer of the racetrack. Is there something we can sponsor? It doesn't have to be track signage, but is there something the official, we can be the official of for less than a thousand dollars? Or can like we'll, or, go, we'll go a thousand. We'll go a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like a, can we have an official bathroom. Can we have an official Ooh, the official bathroom? An official track. How about bag? the official talk show? Oh, you, we would oh. love that. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, I don't know that MRN's gonna like that. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> It's going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put it out there. You know what we can do here, yeah. and I think he'll love this. Yeah. Remember our idea about Daytona with the toilet paper? Oh, yeah. Official so, TP? Can yeah. we give you some dinner? Like, if we buy toilet paper for, I, well, I don't know. I don't want to get us into a cost Yeah, point. actually, we got to know if, what this is yeah, first. <laughs> how, how much do you spend on toilet paper for, like, either the six-hour or the big NASCAR race? You don't have to know the exact figure. Nine, ten grand. That's a little high. Okay. What if it's just... What uh, I don't know. Can we can we have if we bought uh, toilet paper for you to t- to knock down some of your bottom line? Not all of it. Some of it. Could we be in select bathrooms with with DWR toilet Are you paper? You gonna logo it? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you gotta logo. No, it. no, that's the well, whole that's idea. When we buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we literally want fans to wipe their ass with dinner with racers. Yeah. I don't think we can beat that. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. So so what we were gonna do initially, and then we realized that we would probably get sued, was. Just go to Daytona with a bunch of toilet paper and put it in all the bathrooms ourselves when no one was looking. And nobody would notice. Well, I mean, you would when you're pulling Dinner with Racers yeah. logos yeah. out and you'd be like, who's... If we did that to you, would you notice? No. Really? No, because where do you think I go to the bathroom? Yeah, but you could probably not, use your own like, stuff. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the bathrooms you're going to go okay, to. Okay, but hang on. Time, time out, time out. What do you do when you're in the bathroom? You look at what? Social media. My phone. Exactly. So what are you going to see when you open up Twitter... <laughs> On a race weekend, when we've littered the place with DWR toilet paper, I'd be laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, okay, we well, then, we can so do we don't it. have to pay for anything, yeah. except the toilet paper. I, right. I was going to say, yeah. I wouldn't. Okay, I, I just go make sure you measure it, make sure you got the right size. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's good. Can to we know. get like a janitor's key? Because sometimes you guys lock it. Yeah. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> it's too I'm easy. all about the fun. Yeah. It's I'm too way easy. too easy. All right. Okay. All right. Well, so on that promotional level, <laughs> uh, he just left, but Eddie Gossage, known for his promotions, friend or foe? A friend. Uh-huh. You yeah. ever look at the stuff he does and go, uh, Yes. Okay. Because, you know, he, he, pushed, he pushed the limit a little too far, you know. Uh, okay. It wasn't because he could get away with it. It was just that you didn't yeah, like as, it. Yeah, a little bit of both. What's okay. too far? Well, I mean, some of his marketing and techniques and promotional ideas might have been Can you name stretching one? the truth. Yeah. What's the one that everybody talks about? Where they roll their eyes. Yeah, where they're yeah. like, remember when he did this? And oh, it's all of God. you guys around each other at the bar. Yeah. When, he, when, he tell, when he tells us there's 37,000 people there for an IndyCar race. 
<laughs> There's not a promoter in this country that goes, yeah, looks okay. like about 9,000 to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> So, Eddie, Eddie's a good dude. But, yeah, he's you know, man. So he is uh, the other yeah. podcast of motorsports. Oh, yeah. there it is. There it is. You know. So a couple of attendance questions, actually. We, I think we've covered this with other tracks, but I've never gotten a straight answer. Notoriously, tracks don't announce attendance figures. Right. Why? Well, I, I think it, can, it works against you and for you. Okay? okay, for us, you know, for five years, sold out. Now. Right. Now, we could sell another 30, 40, 50,000, right? Formula One used to have 100,000 people here. Yeah, yeah. They had the same amount of seats that we have today, but the general admission was, was through the roof. Yeah. Our general admission is only ten to 15,000 on a, on a good year. Yeah. And um, it hovers around 12, 13. Sure. So um, it, it's hard to – you're working with sponsors, right? So you, you don't want to – you don't want to exaggerate. You don't want to tell the. You don't want to tell what's to exactly out either, there. Right. You you want to just talk about how great the event was and the attendance was so, great. And so if you don't mind me decoding that, basically, com- competition for those sponsors, which may not even be racing things, but competition for those sponsors can maybe you're going to be honest with your numbers and you don't know how everybody else is faking theirs. Right. So you've got to be just say we just won't say anything. We yeah we Sound yeah right by the way yeah exactly right yeah, yeah no, I know exactly what you're saying yeah very yeah. vanilla yeah we'll, yeah we'll let our TV ratings and then you, again now you take a road course right where our sponsorship when you're you know when the cameras faced at turn ten right and you have all those sponsors right there right we have we our sponsor numbers on TV kick ass right right on an oval what's you know cameras like this right 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 always sweeping and right. bar- you can barely legibly read it right. We don't have to worry about that. So we let the numbers speak. The, the true science speak for itself. Sure. But so, but in terms of like, you're not going to put out your audience numbers because yeah. you may say, it's like, let's say there's a local beer company and you're trying to get their title sponsorship. Yeah. If you say we had 30,000 people show up at the event, the Buffalo Bills could say, we got 30,001 yeah. because they know the number that you just right. put yeah, out. Right. And yeah. Yeah, we yeah. we just don't want to get in that I'll call it a pissing match with yeah. other with yeah, other yeah. sports. You're, you're right? gonna look at the whole global yeah. thing of it. Yeah, sure. right. And it's just it's just I don't know, it's been the family kind of mantra for years. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And then one other, I'm sorry to be all business for a no, second, right. but one other attendance thing, because I know fans are going to want to. No, no, it is imp- like, it's imp- it's uh, interesting. Yeah. And, and fans do want to know this other thing, I think. Um, okay, so the business of the racetrack for spectator events. Your two big spectator events right now are the IMSA six-hour and then, of course, the NASCAR race. They're different business models as far as I understand. Um, the IMSA race, and if I'm too basic with this, correct me, but the IMSA race is basically a sanctioning fee. And you hope to make it all back with ticket sales, vendor space, so on Spot and so on. forth. Spot on. NASCAR, it's a semi-similar, but then there's also the TV revenue share thing, right? right? Um, why does the IndyCar race come and go? Is it attendance? You just can't. Is it the same model, and you just can't justify it? It's the same as the IMSA model. So you you provide the venue. You have to do. You pay IndyCar a fee to say bring the show here, and you've got to make that work. And we and you just can't can't make it work. Yeah. I mean, we, we, the last IndyCar race was about 15,000 fans. Yeah. We were 11,000 short from breaking even. That's a big number. And, and, and that's exactly it. it. You're, not, you're not losing 100,000, right. 200,000. And some things that, you know, publicly um, are, are misconceived out there about the, our business. Mr. France, his brother, um, were all about promoting other races. Mm-hmm. 
obviously sports car racing, but also IndyCar racing, sure. that we've got to keep this world fair and equitable. Yeah. And so it, it didn't matter if it was IndyCar or... Oh, or their claims that, oh, it's because you're a NASCAR right. track, you don't care about it. You, you don't yeah. care. I think yeah. if you were making profit, like, nah, NASCAR <laughs> hates profit. Like, yeah, that's right, the rumor yeah. out there. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> you know what they say. <laughs> Mr. France always wanted us to try to, to, to make things work. Right. Well, how many and it I, just doesn't work here. How many other ISC things have happened with IndyCar? Like, yeah, it's right. not... Yeah, no, that's stupid. They're, um, they're, they're <laughs> mo- they're mo- even though they... I love IndyCar, and, yeah. and um, I love racing. It doesn't right. matter, but... Um, for them to not be successful here right. blows my mind. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's, it's such a good race. And we yeah. make yeah. IMSA work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a good race. It's um, a great yeah, race. It's weird yeah. that the, yeah. Now, so, I don't, and I don't know your attendance figures, yeah. but if your IndyCar fan attendance is, let's say, on par with an IMSA fan attendance, is it also sanctioning fees are different? Therefore, yeah. the, the cost isn't as justified? It is. Okay, that's what I figured. The, the, they, they want a lot of money for... More so than IMSA does. Y- oh, yeah. A lot. Okay. And, and, and the quality... I mean, when you're if you're a real race fan, yeah, which I like to say I am, yeah, and just take it all fair and equitable. Yeah. If a bathtub was fast, I'd root for it, right? But you look at IndyCar and what IMS is going on, what Ryan's involved in, it's the the excitement yeah. in this series. Yeah, you're not kicks, arguing kicks butt. You're, it, you're not going to hear us argue with it. IndyCar is great, and yeah. they do well here because it's you know the closest thing to Formula One. Yeah. But again. You know, and I do say this: we could put bathtubs on on a on a race car, right. and I would sell ten thousand tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because the locals, are, oh right. my God, there's a race up there. Right, but the fees have to make. sense. But the fees have to make sense, yeah. and yeah. they just they don't make sense. Jay Fry and I beat our head against the wall trying just to make it work. Can't. Yeah, and, and they, actually, and they have operating expenses, and yeah. they can't make it work. To and they've got to pay their fee. teams and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's become a very difficult situation. Sure, sure. My childhood, I never got to come to Watkins Glen as a kid, and it was kind of because it was a party track. And my mom was like, I'm not going to be there with you and your dad because he's working, so I don't know who's going to keep an eye on you, not at Watkins Glen. And as I got older, I learned about the bog. Yes. So I would love it if you could give us the historical background on the bog. So the bog was an area that's on the heel of the boot. Yeah. Okay. So there was a creek that ran through there. It actually still does. We now dug it. Yeah. It yeah. goes into a well now. Mm-hmm. So there was a big creek in there. And they used to just goof off, and there used to be mud wars, or they used to run some cars through there just for joking. So the, so the bog um, became more famous, more famous. And if you look, there's some old pictures, yeah. obviously, you can look at. And so what really made it famous was the burning of the Brazil bus. The, the Greyhound bus. The Greyhound yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These Brazilian tours come right from New York. to come here. So it's like 1974. Em- yep. Emerson Fittipaldi's Fittipaldi's racing. So all these Brazilians come from Manhattan. So you know that building in the middle of the property, it's really non-distinct, but you see equipment around yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's our maintenance building. Uh-huh. And so it used to be the GT Tech Center. Okay. So that's where they teched all the Formula One cars. Right, right. And so these people stopped. Um the bus stopped, yeah. and you know how you leave a bus running and keep the air brakes running? Yeah, right, yeah. And the bus driver got off, and somebody jumped on it, ran it, tried to run it through the bog. Which is all mud. And all just, mud. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And now they used to, they used to run motorcycles through their car, yeah, yeah. and when they got stuck, the rule was you burned it. <laughs> if it didn't make it through, it if got burned. If it didn't make it through, it got burned. Yes, yes. And the bus didn't make it through. And it burned. And it burned. So if you're listening and you don't know about the bog, just Google the bog Greyhound bus right now. There's a phenomenal yes. photo of it completely engulfed in flames. Yes. And I, I think the other thing about it is the, the bog used to be technically outside of the racetrack. Is that right? Yeah, at the heel of the boot. Yeah, so it wasn't like part of the, the normal seating areas. No. So you could pay, I think it was like 15 bucks yeah, for the mission. weekend. Yep. And that was your hangout area. And the people that hung out there were like just 
partiers. Degenerates. Like degenerates. They called them bog- boglodites. Was that the nickname? Yeah, yeah. yeah, my dad used to call them that. Boglodites. And they would basically pay $15, and it was just like a party that also there was a race going on, but it was like bikers and yep. just like hardcore partying. And they used to, I think they used to throw like bottles and rocks just into the crowd. Like that was part of the fun was just to like huck projectiles at people yeah. and, and then, be like, ha, I'm bleeding. Yeah. And then the next level up from Degenerate yeah. was they had grandstands that opposed each other. Uh-huh. We, we have one on the front stretch. And then they, they launched water balloons. Yeah. And the chant Is was over the, the track. Uh, yeah. <laughs> during a race. <laughs> and the chant was the other side sucks. <laughs> right. So the, you would get a whole grandstand screaming, yeah. the other side sucks. You right, know? Right. And, and then they'd be launching balloons at yeah. people. Yeah. Over a hot race track. Over a hot yeah. race track. Yeah. So you used to get kicked out if you got caught. But, again, right. that's going back to grandstand. But the, the bog, bog yeah. you go back, and there's we don't own the site, but there's a, a site called uh, theglenphotos.com. Yeah, yeah. And it has everything from Summer Jam, yeah. which yep. was the biggest concert. The big concert. That was like the Almond Brothers. Yep. And, yeah, the yeah, band yeah. and somebody else. Yeah, I think, uh, not Skinner. Uh, um, yeah, I forgot the last one. But um, And then you can see some original Grateful pictures Dead. from the bog. Grateful Dead. It was, yeah. it's a really great site. And, again, we don't own it. Somebody mm-hmm. else does, but. After the Greyhound bus burns to the ground, Watkins Glen comes in and just just turns it into a parking lot. Yeah, basically, just yeah. like no more of this. We can't have this anymore. It took about another ten years. Okay. Oh, okay. So it wasn't <laughs> right away. No, yeah, yeah. seven years. Okay. It took seven more years. Yeah. Before the, the track being kind yeah, of. Yeah. Was that seven years before they said, "Okay, we got to stop"? Or is that seven years of like, let's just stop this from happening? Okay, it happened again. Um, it was seven years before they went bankrupt and shut the track down. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that'll do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So there was no more activity. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, So for like three years, from 81 to 84, mm-hmm. they only raced SCCA here. Yeah. But the, So the track never stopped being worked, but the weeds got, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they it went out from there. Yeah, yeah. We random, draw the line. Random question related to So Watkins Glen has a ton of heritage. It's one of the few tracks where you can walk to the track and feel like you're still a classic track. The barriers are right here. Yeah, There's wooded right it's fast as hell but it like you just know you're you're in a cool venue if somebody got a bug up their ass that we needed to have f1 here come back how much would you have to ruin the track um, to cater to f1 we would probably have to because we've actually looked at it yeah that's what i figured there was just for shits analysis uh we'd probably have to spend about seven eight million dollars to bring it up yeah right and how much of the character would you lose just because of the runoff and the we'd have to yeah we'd have to take care of runoff we'd have to put new garages up on the front stretch oh right yeah yeah. Yeah, that's would be a big one right we're we're a grade two f we're in a grade two track now so we're one grade below f1 and then some of our other safety measures to your point yeah we'd have to have some more more would that pavement kill down. the character in terms of what people are used to seeing? And would you care? Well, I would care because yeah. I don't think you can ever change the design yeah. of Watkins Glen. Right. Because you would just, in my mind, you'd alienate everybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've raced here enough. Well, yeah. I mean, like the S's going up the hill. Yeah, you like can't the change that. right there. And yeah, I would assume yeah. F1 probably doesn't like that. And, no, 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 no. You know, and so that Probably not. It's, yeah. like, it's like a little bit of Monaco, and but then, then we've got to, a little bit of Nuremberg. Then go to Monaco, right? right. <laughs> or Baku. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The, the governor asked me five years ago, and I get along with what he said with really well with the, very well with the governor. He said, what can we do about bringing Formula One here? I said, if you pay $25 million a year, I'll mm-hmm. pick up the other three. Yeah. <laughs> and and then we need about six to nine million dollars in capital. Yeah, it's just it, it doesn't it's it just doesn't make sense. Good, no, yeah, right, and it right. would screw up everything it else. Would, and yeah, I hate to yeah. be that like no, it's got to be my way. But yeah. it, I don't want it. They don't last. Yeah. So we do a pass along question. Earlier today we had lunch with one of my all time heroes, Butch Lightsinger. I'm sure you're familiar with him. Butch had a very self serving question for you. 
Uh-oh. He would, he would like to know if you've ever actually thought about putting townhouses on the back straight, and can he have one as a payment for the idea? Um, yes, we have. And if he pays for them, yes, he can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no. You, you know what? You know what? We've, we've talked about everything from casino yes. to condos. And then mm-hmm. what, what, our master plan, when I first got here, we wanted condos on the second level and then your your garage underneath the store because you're yeah, yeah, a car club guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or lady. It's, it's what all the big country clubs right. are doing. You yeah. want all the you want your car underneath, and then um, we just can't find the market. We've done market studies. And well, there's also a very major competitor in the area that's yeah. already yeah Monticello's down yeah, yeah, the street yeah, exactly, and they've got that pretty much torn up. And you know they're great people down there. I'm sure you know them. Ari and his team Meh. do an awesome nice. job. <laughs> yeah. Meh. Um, but yeah, it's just it's not it doesn't fit us for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've talked about hotels, condos, yeah. shopping, a casino. Like I said, yeah. we were head deep into a casino with the Seneca Indians. Yeah, 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 that's um, right. yeah. like awesome. eight years ago because yeah. they own the gambling rights. Yeah, from a from this street uh-huh. um, going west. They, oh, okay. From the from Pennsylvania yeah. to Lake Ontario. Nobody can build casinos except for the Indians. Right. Yeah. So being Seneca Indian. Yeah. You're like, we, you're like yeah. a politician again. We tried. Yeah. <laughs> we right. tried. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. What's Seneca no. for what? lobbyists? That's it. Did you say lobbyists? Yeah, yeah lobbyists. Yeah. lobbyists. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they didn't need that yeah. 300 years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow we are going to have dinner with Felipe Nasser former F1 driver yep. and current DPI superstar. Yep. If you had a question for Felipe Nasser, what, what you got? Well, I don't know if I can go into The problem is I'm going to go through the question, and I made reference to it earlier uh, in my email to you guys. But, um, you, you know, I, I'd like to know what he really felt, truthfully felt about Formula One, you know, from a marketing point of view, from a political point of view. Um, and then um, ultimately, if he was asked tomorrow, would he go back? Um, Versus I the environment one, he has here in DPI. What's that? Versus the environment he has right. here in IMSA. Yeah. Um, because we both know it's two different worlds, right? We, I'm sure you got to get going soon. No, but, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. There is a we got to finish this with one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a six-word expression that uh, Ryan and I are both obsessed with. I get it a lot, particularly with like video and PR stuff that oh. I do. <laughs> um, the phrase is, you know what you should do. Oh, yeah. I'm just on your face. This is clearly a word you hear a lot. Yeah. What is your favorite dumb you know what you should do? NASCAR's got to run the boot. Well, I've heard you say that you think they should run the boot. I got off that horse. You were you were told to get off that horse. I got off that horse. Oh, yeah, you were told. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I wasn't told. I just said uh, I'm just assuming. Yeah, yeah. it was um it's a long day. Um <laughs> It's a long day. Um, uh, that's probably that's the biggest one. That and IndyCar. You know what yeah, you should IndyCar do. You got to be brand new. Yeah, 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 and that's because yeah. people just don't know the financial reality right. or don't want to admit the reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually so. Yeah. I, I, no. What, so what's okay? Well, let's talk the boot. What the short course is the short course. Um, it's obviously provided great racing. What are the what are the ins and outs of both? I guess for NASCAR. Well, I you know candidly, I just think the boot just brings up the racing talent. One more notch, yeah, for right. sure. And, and, yeah. and you know, you have a guy like this that can go out there and just kick the crap out the of it. Behind Ryan, yeah, no, there's nobody Sir. behind him. <laughs> yeah. <Please>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't isn't that Jimmy Johnson? No, yeah. um, it would be great to do it. And and then this here's why I really backed off. Run to be boot. very candid, yeah, I, n- nobody said to back off of it. 
I got nervous into like year two, year three when we were selling out. Yeah. And if we opened up the boot, I'd lose 10,000 fans down there. Oh. So then I'm sitting there thinking, because they're just going to move down there. Right. But am what, I gonna what's rep- the loss? Well, am I going to replace them when they leave the grandstand? Oh, so I'm gonna, right. I, I was so afraid of dissipating the crowd. Yeah, right. And now, right. It's, now it's no longer the, the big. Like, I don't it, have the sellout. Yeah, you're right, not, Okay, right. so it's not a sellout. It, I assume grandstands maybe can sell for more too. But um, there is something to be said about Americans like to be part of big crowded events. Yeah. And if you spread it out and it's the same number, and you're also, not part right. of the big crowd. All of a sudden event. I got holes in my grandstand. And, well, it maybe not doesn't seem as good to the fans. Like, oh, no one's here. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. look at that place. It's empty. Yeah, yeah, right. Because we because that's a huge plot of real estate you've I, opened up. I mean, you've been down there. That the hill down there, we could easily put ten thousand people. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to see them come into the boot, in the disappear. toe, disappear up through nine. It's a great shot. Right. So I kind of got nervous, and I'm like, I kind of like the sellout. Right. It's profitable. It's profitable. Why Let's leave. And then if we expand, that, that is a lot more money to do that. Right. You start thinking about. All the other amenities you got to put down there. Yeah, yeah. So it ain't broke. So I don't think, right. Yeah. Now after COVID, if we, if we could come close to selling out this year, you know, get, you know, sell out next year, I might revisit it. Okay. You know, when I know the strength and numbers is right. there. I'm still, me personally, I'm just nervous about the, um, are people still worried about going where COVID might exist? So we've heard about fans not necessarily getting kicked out. We've heard about fans getting kicked out. You prefer not to. We know of at least one famous candy company employee who uh, you, you, you'd rather couldn't make it to the track. Is there a name on just in, in the pro racing side, is there a name on an entry list that you see and just go, I really wish we could not allow them into the track? That'd have to be Dane Cameron. Huh. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I, you know, it's just kind of just a little too boisterous, arrogant. I mean, we just, you know. It's over the top. He's got to kick it down a couple of nights. Yeah, yeah. It's just too much. Yep. I see it. It's, my staff always says, it's like, I don't want to deal with it. Oh, so this is like a, sta- a staff-wide thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They know. It's like, oh, my gosh. I got Dane Cameron to talk to today. I was Here like, we go again. Great luck yeah. with that one. Yeah. yeah. Suck it, Cameron. So Sean and I have recently discovered that we're both fans of the NFL in recent years, and we think it's because we're not at all Part of yeah, it. Like, uh, like, like we didn't really watch as kids, like to the point where well, we were crazy about I, it. I watched as a kid, but then I but went as I got older, I just didn't care anymore, same. and it's rekindled. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I was a Niners fan as a kid, but not like what, yeah, you know, now it's I'm fun like games. Really into it, and now we're both really into it. And we think it's because it's so removed from work that we can watch like, it with zero. We haven't had dinner with anyone in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. We have no stake in this. Nobody from the series from the league has yeah. pissed me off. Right. Personally. We haven't. <laughs> you know, I, I I haven't heard a, a rumor about Jimmy Garoppolo yet that right. like kind of turned me off. Yeah, maybe so, hate you sport. will. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> will. You are a Buffalo Bills fan. Oh yeah. So you are used to pain. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you used your power as track president? To just meet people you want to meet, like you're like, hey, we really need Jim Kelly to be the starter <laughs> to come wave Not the flag. Not just because I want it. Yeah, like, that's a have guilty you done that? No, I, that's a face. That's a guilty Has Jim face. Kelly been here because of you? We have never done that. <laughs> we. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. I don't pretend to be good at a tell. So but <laughs> the, the good thing about our There's event. The reason they didn't build a casino here. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Someone would be terrible. Yeah. At poker. He'd be broke. Poker face. Yeah. 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 We, um, yes, I, I'd be very candid. Was it, I mean, yes. was it Jim Kelly? Was it Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly was our grand marshal last year, all the way up until it got canceled. 
So yeah, okay. Steve, I'll be very Steve Tasker, yes, yeah, uh, Bennett. I, I know, I've got so, their right. cell phone numbers. So yeah. it's all like bills and sabers. Yeah, not going to keep sabers. Doing. Yeah, they no, suck. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, but, right, but bills. Right. Okay, but um, you know, and wh- how we've done it is very kind of all right. So well, you just I'm called gonna, and asked. So I, under the radar. Yeah, I like I'm how, just, how we've done it. Right. How you did yeah, it? No, we. Yeah, don't throw your team under the bus. We. Now, there is like, no like I. Jim Kelly is a legend of Buffalo Bills football yeah, for yes, decades. Yeah. Like football, it's hero. a justifiable thing to bring him out. Yeah, no one oh, would you, question it. Right. So yeah. hence you did it. We've had a lot of well, again, COVID. We were he right, was our grand marshal. Have you met him yet? Um, no. What happens when you meet him? Are you going to become 12 years old? No, will I don't do bring, that. Will you, gonna, you bring a football for him to sign? Absolutely. <laughs> I won't we'll, be 12 years old. Right. I will bring him football. <laughs> so our show, by design, spotlights different kinds of people, drivers yeah. and team owners and right. track owners. Um, if the name Michael Printup may not necessarily be household to people that are going through our episodes. So they clicked on this one not knowing anything about you. If there was something you wanted them to take away from what we just did, what would the, the key ingredient be? An honest, humble person that loves racing in his job. I'm good except the humble part. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more humble than you. I, um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, on Sunday nights, here's my, here's my thing on Sunday nights. Okay. On Sunday nights, I always stop, no matter where I am on the track but I, or, or track or where I am, and I stop and go, we did it again. And I look at everything that was accomplished from the racing to everything, guest services, everything that comes in. And I go, I can't believe we did it again. And I mean that very humbly because it's like the team works hard. I work hard, but everybody else works just as hard. So it's fun. To, it's, it, it, and that's why I say I'm very humbled. Yeah. I still do that. I've been doing that for 13 years. When I come back to this track in 10 years, is it going to be the same place? No, because I'm leaving in three to four. Oh, oh. where are you going? I'm retiring. So where are you going? Um, we're going to Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> oh, we're God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Texas. Yeah. Um, now um, we're going to print up in the morning. We're going to um, we're going to retire north of Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, nice. I will see you there. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we were house hunting last year. Oh, you're like well into your planning then. Yeah. 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 What will happen to Watkins Glen? Um, I, uh, the next assessor. Um, whoever succeeds me is um, got a handful with a great team. With a great team, I, I don't see much change. Yeah. Um, you know, I get the hard thing is it's predicting what's what's happening in racing, right? I mean, look what's look what's happening. I mean, hopefully by then we have IndyCar back, and yeah. then we have IMSA, we have NASCAR, um, and we're just um, you know rolling down the stream. I mean, but um, even if IndyCar doesn't come back, we're a very successful track. Um, our car clubs are healthy. Everything's healthy about this racetrack. Um, and so as long as we keep IMSA and NASCAR happy um, in terms of attendance and, you know, the whole recipe there, um, it doesn't take much to run this place because of the team. Well, speaking of teamwork, we couldn't do that. We couldn't do this. At- <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Don't leave that no. in. Leave that in. <laughs> we couldn't do this without a great team at Continental Tire. Who also? Well, they didn't get the check because oh. goddamn printup. Well, got hang the on check. a second. Hold on. Wasn't Continental like a track partner? Oh yeah. So, so they, in a way, they got the check. They got yeah, the they check did. a couple years ago. Maybe. Yeah, we're still General Tire. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you writing this dinner off? Of course. And Continental got the check. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I'm finished. And one final thank you to Michael Printup for joining us. We're going to close this one out with "Must Be a Cop." 
by husbands. 